your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown! Marquez Valdez, Scantling. But one more time, it's Kansas City playing for the AFC Championship. When you're playing a team that's as talented as Philly, and you're still kind of trying to turn that corner, you've got to take advantage of every opportunity that it presents itself during the game. Look out, bang from what? The backside there with Josh Sweat knocking it out. Philadelphia is going to head to the NFC Championship game for the first time since their Super Bowl winning season. They sweep the Giants in three games this year. Allen still looking for answers. Now throws toward the end zone, and it's incomplete. We saw Allen go over to Wilson, his old comrade from Wyoming. Final play, looks like barring a penalty. Prescott over the middle of the tournament, gets smoked right away, and that'll do it. The 49ers back to the championship game. The NFL playoffs were red hot over the weekend, and we're talking about it with you. And, oh, God, welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got uh, Jay Moore, and you for a three-hour ride with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 our phone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. Brought to you by Connie's Pizza and Cap. This is an NFL playoff Monday here on Cap and Jay Hood as we were able to see teams getting closer and closer to Super Bowl 57. Pretty good stuff we saw over the weekend. So which team do you want our team to look like of the teams that are still alive playing? Do we want to be like the Eagles? Yes. Do we want to be like the Niners? Yes. Do we want to be like the Bengals? Yes, yes. Do we want to be like the Chiefs? Yes, yes. I don't think it's realistic to think we can be the Bengals. I do not. We don't have a quarterback that plays that way. And I love Justin. You know I'm all in. He's going to be a star. Mm -hmm. We don't have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. We just don't have all of that style and the way Cool Joe plays. That's not how our guy will play. I think the Eagles are a realistic comp. 100%. You just got a a huge chasm. You've got a, you know hurdle mm-hmm. to get to that level. Mm-hmm. I think you can be the 49ers. Again, you're so many parts away. We're at the start of the process and having the number one pick is a huge thing. Justin's got to keep working and getting better. That's a huge thing. It's going to take a lot of time. Those two teams, I think, are the most likely comps. The two in the AFC, I don't see it. I don't think we're going to be the Chiefs with that aerial attack. We don't have Travis Kelsey. I do think we can be the two NFC teams if we have some patience and we hit home runs in all aspects of talent acquisition. You know, when I'm watching these NFL playoffs, Cap, I don't look at them with jealousy, saying, oh, my team's not there. The blue and orange is on the playoffs because I'm used to the Bears not being in the playoffs because they just have these as uh, Sylvie would say, these kind of pop-up stores, these you know, every now and then playoff appearances. I'm not, I'm not jealous of these teams at all. I admire what I'm seeing every weekend now with the NFL playoffs. You know why? Because this puts even more pressure on those at House Hall. Yeah, they're starting from scratch. They're starting from the bottom. But what I want to see is to be able to look at these playoffs, and I want the Bears organization to look at these playoffs and say, this is where we need to be. And this is what it takes. For any Bears fan that just watches Bears football and is like, oh, the Bears aren't on, so I'll watch football. You want to know what it takes? 
it takes Joe Burrow. It takes an offense. It takes a belief system for the Bengals to get right back up there again. It was a miracle to see them in the, in the Super Bowl last year. But then they're right there on the precipice again of getting it, getting it done and getting there again. It takes a system like the 49ers in which you're on your third quarterback and yet you don't blink. You don't blink. Like, oh, we don't have Trey Lance. We don't have Garoppolo. What are we going to do? I guess we're just going to just lose out. And we'll just have a mediocre draft pick. No, we're just going to keep moving because our weapons are still there. Our system is still there. You could be the Kansas City Chiefs and say, well, you got, there's Patrick Mahomes. You were there once. Will you get there again? I think it's going to be – no, you're going to find a way to win those ball games. You're going to have the guts and the grind of the Eagles where you say, boy, how do they do – how does Roseman do it up there, the general manager? How do they do it? Because they have a system in place. You see Sirianni as a head coach. You may not think much of him, and then all of a sudden look at – the Eagles, they have two of everything. You need receivers, you need a good offensive line, you need defense. They have all of that. So for me as a Bears fan, my point is is that I admire what I'm saying because I hope that Warren and Poles and Eberflus and those guys look on, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays like we do and say, we got to get there. But, but it's, it starts with us. We've got to be able to get the right personnel and get this right. We've got to hit on our draft picks. We've got to hit on free agency. That's what it comes down to. So I admire what we're seeing here. I hope they're looking at the bull, the blueprints of these teams and saying we got to get there. Look, Buffalo, I think, ran out of gas emotionally. They were just done. After the whole DeMar Hamlin thing, they were, and they were awful. There's no two ways around it. They got pounded. They did. Cincinnati rolled in and said, you're going to doubt us again? Okay. Guess what? We're ready to go. Buffalo was Horrible. Horrible. Push Hamlin to the side now because, yes, he was there, and, yes, he was a factor in the regular season. But now the bell rings, and you've got to be able to get it done. The biggest stat out of this game for the Bills is Josh Allen had no touchdowns. A A big glaring zero. 268 yards, sure. But here's the problem. There's several problems with the Bills that we got to talk about. And am I bitter this morning about the Bills? Yes, I am. And so is Cap because we had a ticket that's now burning in our wallet because they couldn't get the job done in Snowy Orchard Park uh, at home. Correct. At home, they they couldn't win at the crib. And if anything, uh, the Hamlin thing is the thing that empowers you. Our guy that could have died on the field is back. He's upright. He's with his family. Is that the game? Play for him. Yeah. Play for him. Correct. I think they they ran out of gas, and they got smoked by a superior team. No excuses. That kid, Joe Burrow, man. So I'm going to the game on Sunday. My wife and I got invited. We are going to Kansas City. We're going to be in the stadium Sunday night. I can't wait. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, if Joe Burrow rolls in there and beats Mahomes, who's on a bulky angle, ankle, is he the best quarterback in football? Does he get to the, to the mountaintop two Super Bowls in two years? I don't know if I'm about the best, but definitely in the team photo. Cause oh, he, cause he, he, you gotta, there. He, but but you got to get there and win it. That's the key. So if he wins the Super Bowl? I think he, he definitely is in that team photo, for sure, because that would just be one. Just like Mahomes has one. Correct. I just think it's fair. Because, again, for me, I take my time on the analysis. I'm not like these guys on television that say, as Burrow wins the Super Bowl, he's the greatest of all time. Not doing that. What I'm saying is, is that if they get there, it's quite an accomplishment. But now you've got to win it. So now you're in the team photo of some of the best. Okay. If he goes into Kansas City and wins, that's two wins in Kansas City in two years. Absolutely. In the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's pretty special, man. He well, is pretty special. And a friend of mine who broadcasts with the Bengals said, and he's also that guy. He likes all the responsibility that goes with being a quarterback, the leader of the team, and great in the community, all of it. He said he, there is not a box that guy does not check. Well, with Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Burrow is like the hot album that continues to rise up the charts. That's exactly what Joe Burrow is. You think about you're on the road against Buffalo, a really snowy situation where it's like, boy, can you be able to win the game? And it was just a steady, easy offensive game plan. 23 for 36, good for 242 yards, two touchdowns. 
I just think that they had a good, steady, easy game. And I think on top of that, Cap, what I liked about it is that they ran the football. So how is it that you're Buffalo, you're at home, and you don't run the football? That's one of my big issues here this morning is that they don't run the football, but Mixon runs for 105 yards and easy against that Bills defense. Oh, they used Samaje Pirine. Where did he go, Auburn? Mm-hmm. He was a big-time prospect. He's their backup back. What he, he had 30-some yards receiving. They used him very effectively. Mm-hmm. And they have that three-headed monster of receivers. And since Burrow came back from the appendicitis and the O-line got steadied, the last three months, that O-line's been way better than they were coming in. No question. Way better. So I, I just they don't roll in. It's going to be a hell of a game. I just don't know how Buffalo does not run the football. I mean, listen... Maybe that money doesn't mean anything to you. It's just another loss. But it means something to me that Buffalo, the team that I had to win the Super Bowl, plays like that, plays down. And, again, give the Bengals all the credit because their defense, it, it crushed Allen. I know someone will open the box and say, oh, he's only sacked one time. No, he got crushed. And, and there were some times where he was hurried and he did not do the job. We'll talk about the Bills moving forward here because I, I should have known that this was going to happen yesterday, Cap, based on how they played against Miami. Because even though they won that game, that was not impressive against a Miami team that really don't know themselves just as of yet, that kind of limped their way into the playoffs. I should have known from that game that Buffalo would put on this kind of effort against Cincinnati. Right. Looking back, you're exactly right. I was watching the game and thinking, all right, they had they just were messed up from the Hamlin. To, all right, we got by it. And then we'll be fine going forward. Not so quick. They got destroyed. Dominated. In, in this postseason, the great Josh Allen that we've touted all season, right? The great Josh Allen has had the lowest offensive target rate uh, amongst uh, quarterbacks uh, here in the postseason with the, in the NFL. The lowest offensive target rate uh, on 15 or more yards. That's the stat. Crazy. So in, in, how do I know that? Is because Stephon Diggs was not a factor. Four receptions good for 35 yards. Really, your tight number one receiver only had the ball four times for 35 yards. The key play, I thought, so early, early game. There were a lot of keys, but early, Josh Allen stepped up, but he got pressure in his face. Diggs slipped a little coming off the line and then took off, and he beat his man. Yeah. They had him, and he overthrew him because he got pressured. When your offensive line does not give you time, I'm preaching the choir here in this city, Yeah, you're not going to make plays. Yeah. I, I was impressed by what I saw from Kansas City to hang in there against Jacksonville. Philadelphia just absolutely dominated the New York Giants. Shows you, shows you how bad Minnesota was. Oh, God. Jacksonville's coming, man. <laughs> Jacksonville's right. coming. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. How about that? How about that, Shay? Vikings, most fraudulent team in NFL history at this point. How bad were the Vikings that the Giants lost 38-7? to That tells By you all way, you need to know. Didn't the Vikings also lose 38-7 to in the link early this year? I believe that was the case or something along those lines. Yeah. If it wasn't 38-7, to it was damn close. Mm-hmm. So I, I was impressed by San Francisco's resolve, Philadelphia's dominance, Kansas City being able to hang in there against Jacksonville. Thank you for the cover, Jacksonville. As well yes, as I, the, uh, I had that as well. Thank you. <laughs> as well as the Bengals, um, how they were able to go on the road to beat the Bills. So how about we do this? Bears fans, NFL fans, Shay, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and I want to find out from you here on this NFL Playoff Monday. Championship weekend is set. So which of these teams should the Bears look like going forward? So the Bears should look like blank moving forward. Based on what we saw over the weekend, the team that you liked the most, you say, boy, I liked that team. Who would you like the Bears to be more like based on what we saw? Wins for Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco, the Bengals. Let's get your thoughts here. 312-332-3776. Bears fans, you watched it. Which team impressed you? We talk about it. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Glad to have you with us for this NFL Playoff Monday show. 
We asked a question earlier about the Bears, like based on what we saw on Saturday and Sunday with the playoff games, the Bears should be more like blank. You guys have done a great job on social at ESPN 1000 as well as on the phone lines at 312-332-3776 to talk about our topic. We're going to continue that as we move forward throughout our program, but it's now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shay Norland. Good morning, fellas. How are we? We're great. Ready to rock and roll, After baby. After a fantastic weekend of being parked on the couch watching football for me. What oh. about the two of you? Oh, absolutely. I watched as much as I could. The rest on the plane. But you know, we were down in Florida visiting my brother for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law. It was awesome. Sitting outside. The weather's nice. Watching the game on his TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right, Shay. All right, so a playoff edition of Shot or No Shot here today after the divisional round. The Buffalo Bills were eliminated in the divisional round for the second consecutive season after spending the entire year as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen was 25 of 42, didn't crack 200 yards until the fourth quarter. He also did not throw a touchdown pass. Shot or No Shot, the Bills as a franchise are the most chronic underachiever in sports. Well, that's a no shot because Gonzaga still plays basketball. Now, they've gotten to the title game but haven't been able to win it. The Cleveland Indians slash Guardians haven't won it since 48. <laughs> Go ahead. So it, the Cubs finally won one. The White Sox won one. Clippers. Clippers have never won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say no shot. They've been to four Super Bowls. They've got an open window right now with a loaded team. Here's here's. The, now I'm going to say no shot. Here's the thing about Shay's questions, right? Because mm-hmm. I know these are prisoner of the moment, usually questions from him, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm I'm asking, are you asking the question based on what we've seen as over the cal- calendar year or ever? Ever. The whole time this team has been a franchise, they've been... dubbed powerhouse many times and every time they are they just find a way to fall on their face whether it's losing four straight Super Bowls which obviously it's an achievement to get there but you also underachieve oh I get it whether it's being the favorite all year this year just to fall flat why are they any different than the Vikings that's fair but have the expectations been on the Vikings the way that they've been on the Bills in the past? The Vikings have been to four Super Bowls, lost them all. They had Gary Anderson miss a field goal, so Atlanta got to the Super Bowl. They make the field goal, they're in. It would have been a fifth Super Bowl. This year, they went 13-4 and four and got knocked out at home. Yeah, no, I, I can't co-sign on Buffalo. I would say that's a no shot, but I mean, there's either team photo of uh, futility. As far as getting, because the ultimate mountaintop is to win the Super Bowl championship. They have not. Shay. All right, the Eagles did something kind of unique in their blowout win over the Giants this weekend. They were the only team in the divisional round that ran for more yards than they threw for. They rushed for 268 yards, and they threw for just 148. Shot or no shot, the Eagles have proven the best way to insulate a young mobile quarterback is to lean on the run game. That's a shot. Shot for me. 100%. The Bears want to look like that? I have no problem with that. 100%. But they use the first-round pick on a running back, and their offensive line is maybe the best in football, Mm -hmm. and they have put money into it. They have rewarded guys they drafted and developed. Like There are some veteran guys there now. This is not... We went into free agency, and we got a fifth-round tackle, and we signed a couple of... No. They've got, how long has Kelsey been their center, their anchor? Lane Johnson. Some of them were mid-round picks, I will be the first to agree. But they have put their money into that offensive line. I love what Philadelphia is. If if that's what the Bears are going to be, as I mentioned, Hurts can be a, a factor definitely for this Philadelphia team. But when we talk about Justin Fields, my hope is that he could surpass what Jalen Hurts is for the Eagles. But if that's a good standard to have, though, Cap, in which Hertz doesn't necessarily have to run all over the yard for the football, you know, with the football. He did have 34 rushing yards and a touchdown in that game against the Giants the other day. But I, I hope that uh, the Bears kind of look like what Philadelphia, especially the model, the business model, the Correct. front office model. Correct. Consistent, never blinking. If you need to have something, add it right away. And keep adding picks. Absolutely. They're always willing to move. Shay. 
All right, going back to Bengals and Bills, there was a controversial call on a would-be touchdown catch by Jamar Chase that blew up on social media. Chase appeared to have the ball spun out of his hands on his way out of bounds. He then secured it, never hit the ground, but he did bobble it on his way out of the back of the end zone. He didn't secure it until he was out of bounds. Shot or no shot? This should have been a catch. No shot. That was clear as day. It was moving by the letter. Now, if you want to say they should change the rule, and if you are bobbling it, you're able to secure it out of bounds, you want to call that a catch, that's a different discussion. But that ball was moving, and when he secured it, he was 15 feet out of bounds. Yeah, it was even in the snow in that game, correct? Yes. Even in the snow, I saw him be out of bounds. One foot in, one foot out. I don't know what the what was the controversy. I got in a debate with Black about this. Black said the ball never hit the ground. He clearly secured it. it when he, I mean, he was out of bounds when he secured it, but he clearly secured it and he never dropped it. It never hit the ground. It should have been a catch. By the rule, though, Shay, you have to have it secured while you're in bounds. No, my point back is like if I'm standing in the back of the end zone and you throw me a high pass and I tip it up and then I step out of bounds and secure it. It doesn't matter if it never hits the ground. I didn't catch it in bounds. By that's the letter the of how the rule is written, that's correct. Well, I don't know the controversy. I don't. I don't. Because, so the, no, what, what I'm saying is, is that one foot was in, and one foot was no, out. No, he got both feet in, but the ball is moving as he's on the ground. By the time he secures it, he has already slid out of bounds. And by the rule is, you have to secure the football in bounds. That's the way the rule is written. Where can I find this, Shay? Where can I find this on Twitter again? Just video. search Jamar Chase. It'll be the only video that shows up. That's the only okay, I need to see Yeah, he's in the again. air and on his way to the ground in the back of the end zone. The ball clearly gets spun in his right hand. Spins 90 degrees. So you have to reestablish possession. And by the time he does that, he's five feet out of bounds. But everybody on social media is saying, that's a catch. That's a catch. The rule is terrible. you got to make the play. Like, at some point, but you just have to secure the ball is a, in bounds. I'm with you. The rule is terrible is a different Discussion. You want to change the rule like the uh, Des Bryant catch against Green Bay? For me, that was a catch. Calvin Johnson against the Bears? That was a catch. That was a robbery. But they had to change the rule. So as we as we have the replay here in the studio. Are in. Yeah. Oh, this is this that's, is that's end zone. That's but the end you zone. See the ball mm-hmm. spins. You see the ball moving? Yeah. By the time he secures it there, he's out of bounds. Matt Milano made a great play by the letter of the law. Right. All right, Shay. Let's have the next shot or no shot. All right. The next shot or no shot is about the Cowboys who lost and will extend their streak of not making an NFC championship game. Uh, A lot of the criticism rests with Mike McCarthy, of course, after last night, especially with the hilarious game ending uh, play where Zeke Elliott played center, snapped the ball, got blown up, and they just never had a chance to get a lateral off. But my question, shot or no shot, the Cowboys have a Dak problem, not a McCarthy problem. That's a shot. Especially, how much did they sign him for? That's the big problem. Well, if we're going to put it down to those two, then yes, it is a Dak problem. You know, maybe we've seen the best of Dak Prescott, Cap. Maybe Dak Prescott needs to have a new address and maybe be under a different system. You know, it very well could be. Sometimes a divorce is imminent. And maybe that's what Dak Prescott needs for his career. Maybe just it's not even the pressure of being a Dallas Cowboy because it seems like nothing phases Dak Prescott. He's the same guy in every press conference. Didn't say a lot. Shows some leadership for sure. Yep. But just maybe a different uh, a new coat of paint for him is not a bad idea. Okay. So here's the problem: the dead cap hit. Their potential first out is not until 2024. His dead cap hit this year. Eighty-nine million. Well, he secured the bag. That's no surprise. He secured the bag. Mm-hmm. His set cap hit is forty-nine million dollars. There is zero chance they're moving on from Dak Prescott. I guess the question is in Dallas this morning: Is what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? I would probably let Zeke Elliott go. Okay, then what? I still see a classic. Uh, I see a classic. Um, Underachiever, even if you let Zeke go. Now what? The defense, you and I agree, is solid. Solid. All season Offensive long. Offensive line. Solid. Great, solid. even. Right? 
so so what are you going to do about it? I mean, this is this is almost an NBA type question where your team is good enough to be the playoffs, but you can't get past Giannis. You can't get get past LeBron over the years. This is what Dallas is going through. Yeah, I think I would probably see if I could acquire another receiver if I was them. Okay, then what? <laughs> you know what they are? They're the, they're, Seriously. they're the cautionary tale of the NFL where because the market is the market, you have to pay the guys you have when you have them. Like Dak had to get paid because he was the quarterback and they didn't want to reset the clock. They couldn't afford to reset the clock. But maybe you shouldn't because now you're just stuck with this guy on a ridiculous contract. He eats 21% of your cap space. All I know, Cap, is Dallas will be in the playoffs again next year, but Philly will be there as well. Yeah. And the Giants, I think, are going to get better somehow. They'll be as good or better next year at nine, seven, and one. Be better. So San Francisco's still around. Uh, we'll see what happens with the teams in the NFC South. I expect the Packers to be in the playoffs again. Lions will be in the playoffs. I believe next year. Agreed. So, all I'm saying is that yeah, you, know, you can uh, you know move around the chairs in the Titanic. It's still the Titanic. I, I, I think it's a good team, but not a team that can get over the hump. It's one of those good, solid Eastern Conference teams in the NBA. Has a good regular season, and they get bounced because they don't have enough talent than the best team in the conference. Yeah, That's I, what it feels like to me. I would take the hit on Zeke Elliott, get out of that money, move on. Pollard has a free agency coming up with a serious leg injury. Might move on there and get another running back, but I'd go at a big-time receiver if I could. Shay, do you have one more? I do have one more. Uh, after facing some criticism for the broadcast wildcard weekend, Tony Romo got a beatdown on social media yesterday for his job. And here's just a taste of some of the worst from his broadcast yesterday. That's barely out wide. It's a perfectly thrown ball, but it's a little wide. Number 97, defense, that's the distance of the goal. Second down. They say first down there, and I think they got that... I think they got that wrong. It's second down. I saw the same thing you did. But right here, 21, Mike Hilde comes flying in, and oh, you see Allen takes that hit from the front and back. Boy, Mike Hilton makes big plays, doesn't he? Yes. And they've ruled it. They've ruled it on the field. Oh. A fumble. Gene? Ruling on the field is a fumble. Recovered by the defense. Gene, really, really tight, guys. And really, remember now, all you need is one camera frame with the ball in control and moving forward. Ooh, that look, looks like it might have been doing forward, but it also looks like a fumble. I don't know. Oof. Shot or no shot? <laughs> CBS officially has a Tony Romo problem. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say a Tony Romo problem. I'm a fan of Tony Romo, but he's got to be better in certain situations, 100%. I guess the analysis in the front end and the back end were very... You can't say it's a perfectly thrown ball, and says it, but it's wide. Correct. It's a perfectly kicked extra point, except he missed it. Brett Meyer, right? just, he kicked those things perfect. 15 yards left. He's goddamn Yogi Berra. Oh man, that's who he is. <laughs> Romo, <laughs> it's like, what is he doing? I mean, again, I like Romo. I do. I'm a fan. That's what he is. But Cap. there are moments he's got to be better. Ooh, Jim, that looks like a fumble, but it also it looks like it's going forward, but it looks like a fumble, Jim. Cap, I, I'm CBS. You don't say I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. Doesn't work as an analyst. The the highest paid analyst in the league. $185 million. Yeah. You, you don't get paid for I don't know. Agreed. We don't get paid for I don't know. Could you imagine you and I coming in? Bears are going to be going in the draft. I don't know. What number do they pick? I don't know. I don't know. Next. Yeah, that's draft day. That's the end of the movie draft day. Who did know. we trade that number one pick with? Cubs and Sox are going to be playing this, this spring. Cap and I don't know what's happening. Exactly. They do anything this offseason? Yeah. I don't know. Why the am official, I listening? The official said second down, Hoodie. And then uh, Romo goes, oh, he said first down there, but I think it's second down. Oh. He said second down, Tony. <laughs> no, that's horrible. That's not good analysis, Cap. Agreed. That wasn't, and by the way, Nance opened the broadcast by saying a trend changed yesterday when both home teams won because last year all four road teams won. Jim, you called the game in Kansas City. You were in the booth. Figure it out. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that happens. No one's going to be perfect. Cap. They're not. Cap. They work once a week. We're in here five days a week. Three hours a day. And, yeah, and have to get it right. 
Correct. We get a lot of stuff wrong too. But Jim but Nance is a legend. If he mi- if he miss okay, hold on a second. You're a legend. What are you talking about? You're a legend. So are you. You know, you're a Hall of Famer. So just so what are you talking about? But you can make a mistake. Like the Jim Nance one doesn't bother me. Romo's got to be better. Jim Nance has done it for 35, 40 years. He's amazing. Uh, you've done it for 35, 40 years, too. You, I don't know who you're talking to. Like, Al Michaels has done it for 40, 50 years. Time to go, pal. You're sleeping in the booth. So let's go. Commandant. All right, coming up next, all of the NFL stories from outside the playoffs. It is coming up next on your ride in the work. It's Cap and J-Hood. Cap and J-Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? around the National Football League on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app where you can find the Bear Down podcast with Bleck and Abdallah. Need more bears? Check out the Bear Down podcast available on the ESPN Chicago app. With more on the NFL and the NFL playoffs, here's Shay Norling. Shay? Well, Hoodie, we got to talk about this. Cap just brought it to my attention off the air a couple breaks ago. The NFL is considering making a permanent change to the conference championship games and making the AFC and NFC conference championship games both neutral sites permanently. Mm. Boy, that's breaking tradition. And Albert Breer, our mm. guy, was the one that reported it, so we have him on tomorrow. So please tweet at TweetJHood, at the Capman, and let us know what your thoughts are so we can share them. I'm going to put a poll up here in a second. Mm-hmm. Share them with Albert. I'm not, thoughts. I'm not how I feel about that, Cap. Now, okay, so this could happen in, say, Phoenix. They want to do these in domes, right? I think that's where they're going with this, yeah, right? No question. But first of all, domes have the biggest capacities in this country. Mm-hmm. A. B. They don't want to watch it in the weather anymore. They don't want the Bears in the Super Bowl in 06, and it's a monsoon in Miami. That ain't football. Why? That ain't football. Because they, Your Georgia team just did that. What, what did what? Did what? Played in domes yeah, and, but it, and ran roughshod over everybody. But it was raining in that dome, though. That was different. Inclement weather in the dome. Yeah, that was just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it was raining in half that dome for whatever reason. So far. Ah, boy, that breaks tradition, man. You don't want to see it in the snow and the in the sloppy weather, huh? Can you see the Bears eh, playing in the Super Bowl in Vegas? And to get there, they got to win the NFC title game, and it's in wherever. Pick the site. Like, well, the teams that usually don't make it. So to be in Vegas, Phoenix, all right, Detroit, Minnesota, teams like that. But it's indoors. Mano so, mano, baby. So, j- just one thing on this. Help me with this, okay? So is this finances for these teams that don't get postseason money? What, who is this? What, why, why would they have it a neutral site game, a neutral site? I think they want the weather to be able to not be a factor. That's A. B, I think it's opportunity to get them into bigger stadiums. Like the Bears are 65,000. I don't know what the new place will be. Get them in a big dome. So I guess we don't have any more sloppy track uh, teams, right? Correct. That just can play. I'll play in the snow and the rain because we run the football a lot. We're so so we don't have that anymore. We don't have like dome team versus sloppy track teams because that used to be a thing, you Correct. know. Bear weather, right? I, like I'll just you know we don't need to be in some fancy dome. It slows us down. We want to be in the the rain and the snow. So that's not a, a factor anymore. Mm-hmm. Apparently, not. 
Oh, that'd be different. I look forward to talking more about that. It's interesting. Yeah, it just to me, it's dumb. The whole thing's dumb. You play for the right to host that game. All season, 17 games, you're playing for the right to host the conference championship game. But how you get is the it one seed and you host it. Shay, then the college football playoff. Because it work, is. It just is. You work to get to the Final Four. The Final Four college basketball is played on neutral sites. Yeah, but also in college football, you don't play every team from every conference. In the NFL, you're playing most of your conference. You're at least playing your entire division, and you're playing for the right to host that game. Is this it? idea that it should just be inside, like the AFC is a great example. The AFC's got 16 teams. Yeah. Four of them play indoors. Why would you play that game indoors? Just because? You, if an outdoor team played for the right to host that game, they should play it at their stadium. Why are we taking conference championship games away from fans? So you're deeming the regular season irrelevant, right? So you're trying to win games, obviously, as Herman Edwards says, you play to win the games. But also, aren't you trying to hit a home field advantage? Does that not matter? Because otherwise, then what are you playing for? Yeah, I get it. I just, I would love to see climate controlled. The weather isn't a factor. You've gotten soft over the years. No that's question. what's happened to you. 100%. That's what's happened to you. I just was in Florida for the weekend. Yeah, that's, yes, that's I've what's happened. Soft. You've gotten soft. 100%. This is why you cannot wait for the new Bear Stadium. Mindy, let's go in. Hun, take your coat off. Leave your coat in the car. We're going to walk around the mall for a minute. Right. <laughs> no need for the heavy winter coat here in December. Get out of my garage. Yeah. Drive to their garage. Mm-hmm. I could be in shorts. Oh, it's the middle of February. Eh? Who cares? Eh, I don't know. I, because what am I playing for besides to when I want to be able to have my home field advantage in the biggest playoff spot? And what, what, what from a revenue standpoint, they split the money because it's neutral site, the two teams? I, well, I'm sure that the league would control everything. They'd make it work for all the teams. They would. All right, Shay, what else do we have? Well, I don't want to talk about this necessarily, but I feel like we have to. It's a storyline seemingly every offseason now. Adam Schefter reported on Saturday that the idea of the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers is a very real possibility. Uh, for what? what? What do you think Aaron Rodgers is worth these days? Well, who's where's he going? Seattle? I did hear that rumor. That mm. Pete Carroll, who's, what, 71 years old, 72 years old? He'll gear up for one more run. He's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. He's got a high draft pick. Uh, bring Aaron here. We'll try and win one more Super Bowl. Rodgers didn't have a no-trade clause in that so, deal? So I have the betting favorites if you'd like to hear them. Oh, look. Go ahead. The top five, obviously Green Bay is number one. Uh, after that, the top five are Vegas, the New York Jets, the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Titans. Patriots out of that conversation. Jets out of that conversation. Read it one more time. The the 49ers, the Vegas, who else? The New York Jets, the Patriots, and the Titans. Those last three, no shot. No shot. He's not going to New England. He's not going to the Jets. Would you He's want not going to the Titans. Watch this. Shay, you want uh, Rodgers on the Patriots? No, not really. Uh, well, that means that you don't feel like you're close. Right, because yeah, he says don't. he can He's still gonna, win an MVP. We've got bum receivers, and uh, I don't know what the offensive coordinator situation looks like. Maybe get Bill O'Brien, but no, not really. I also, why are you giving up assets to get a guy who might leave in a year? Mm-hmm. I could just see now. Because you're trying to win right now. But you have to be, if you're going to go get Rodgers, you have to be good enough to win right now. Yeah. You're not getting an extra year out of it. Yeah, you know, we'll see what we do with the Patriots next year. You know, it was a good experiment, 8-9, and... and yeah, we just didn't play well, and, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Aaron, let me see you for a second. <laughs> Aaron, uh, uh, what the hell is that? Uh, that's not the Patriot way. <laughs> uh, speaking sound bites, uh, that's what we do. We don't take ayahuasca and stay off that damn McAfee show. You're a, a drug guy, and uh, we don't like that. Uh, we like it natural. Don't do that again. Could you imagine that relationship? Oh, God. Where Rodgers just feels emboldened to talk about what the team is not and how you fired my offensive court. How would that work with Bill Belichick? Coach. Um, Aaron just said on the McAfee show, he's critical of the play call. Get it. Get it. All right. When you go on EEI, uh, don't say anything. Okay. 
Don't be an a-hole. For once. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, I mean, I, I don't think that that match, I don't think that matches. Rodgers and Belichick? Oh, he respects the talent, yes. But the personality? Throwing people on the bus? That's not the Patriot way. You remember even with Gronk, who was like the greatest tight end ever. The personality was too much sometimes. In season, no shot. Gronk, keep it to yourself. In the off season, do what you got to do. But in season, Aaron Rodgers ain't keeping it to himself in season. Lower the music, uh, Jay Moore. Lower the music. Don't be an a-hole. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> one more. Give us one more. One more. Don't put your hand up. Give us one more. We're over time, Hoodie. We can continue this when we come back. Unbelievable. Just can't. Just give us Keep one more. Keep him on right where he's supposed to be. Keep the rig on the road. My ancestors heard that for years. You're welcome, Danny. 312-332-3776 <laughs> is our telephone number. As we go around the NFL, I was giving him time to give us a, a quality tease here. That's what I was doing, trying to stretch for to give him a tease. But... All of the NFL stories from outside of the playoffs. Next on Cap and J Hood. Is that what we're doing next? Yeah, exactly. Here's today's headlines Headlines. with Cap and J Hood. Bulls return home to take on the Atlanta Hawks tonight, and the Bulls are a one point favorite. The Blackhawks' three game win streak was snapped yesterday by the Los Angeles Kings. And Chicago radio legend of WXRT, Lynn Bramer, passed away at the age of 68 yesterday. Cap and J Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. NFL Playoff Monday here on the program as we talk to you about what you saw, what stood out. we got some open phone lines for you. We're going to be guest-free here on this NFL Playoffs Monday, so jump in with us. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Um, we're asking you, first of all, did you watch the NFL Playoffs this past weekend? Check in with us with that. And also, one of the questions that we have is, uh, the Bears should look more like blank when it comes to what you saw. The team that you watch and say, wow, they're really, really good. So we talked earlier about the Dallas Cowboys, and you said that Mike McCarthy is not the issue. You know, it's funny. All this with the Bears, and we know that they are trying to redo the organization, new president, new general manager, quarterback in place, second-year general manager and Ryan Poles, Cap. But we don't have a coaching uh, controversy. Yet. With Iberflus, yet. Well, let me ask you something. Unlike the Dallas Cowboys. When I was at dinner with my brother over the weekend... And we, we always like to fantasize, boy, if we owned the Bulls, we would do this. If we owned the Cubs or the White Sox or the We both said, if we owned the Bears, we would obviously be billionaires. Mm-hmm. I'd hire Sean Payton tonight. Sean? Yeah, David Kaplan. Uh, can I meet you for dinner tomorrow? I need you to coach the Bears. Oh, I've got to hear your philosophy, Mr. Kaplan. Okay, let's sit down. Bring out some wine. Let's order some steaks. Sean, tell me what it will take to have you coach the Bears. Money would be no issue. Sure. Now, I may hear from the people in Lake Forest go, he's going to get $25 million. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Your franchise is worth $5.2 billion, according to Forbes, and it will double when you get the new stadium and the sports book and the, everything that goes with it. That's a drop in the bucket. If that guy is going to modernize my offense and make my quarterback an all-pro, that's a small price to pay. It, you, and I think that in this situation with Sean Payton, because he's such a smart guy, I've heard so many stories here with him being out of the NFL than when he was in the NFL about how smart he is and how strong he is as a head coach and as a communicator, which is great. This would not be a... Lou Pinella, Oliver Purnell type money grab. Correct. Where John Fox. John Fox. Where you're at, at the end, right? Just like, let me just get this money and I'll just, I'll just retire. That's how what those guys did. When, when Sean Payton, still young enough to be able to understand the modern game, vibrant, and, and has a great recollection when it comes to football. He'll remember something, Cap, four or five years ago in a random game that he saw and say, oh, remember that Vikings game? I remember that. Let me go back and see if I can 
find that game. Right. It was this one play with this tight end. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to implement that in the system. Drew Brees would talk about that with Peyton, how he had this photographic memory of just random games and say, I'm going to take this and put it into our system. He's very smart that way. He's 59. But, but again, young in NFL terms. Agreed. So, but, but still with it, not behind the times. This isn't Joe Gibbs taking another shot at it with Washington or Steve Spurrier going, going back to the NFL to Washington. This is a guy that's still with it. Oh, I would, I would do that in a second. So it's not a money grab or him not caring. He does care to win another Super Bowl. Doesn't it remind you of like when the Cubs went and got Joe Madden? Now, they were more ready to win than the Bears. But can you imagine? Sean, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. You and Pauls are going to work together. All right, we're going to evaluate every quarterback in this draft versus Justin. We're going to figure out... Does it make sense to have him being the guy? Is it make sense to use the pick and trade it? Whatever he would be, along with Ryan Polk, my guy. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Unlike that, Mike McCarthy's going through the through hell with Dallas. Even though <laughs> we talk about quarterback controversies and head coaching controversies, McCarthy is uh, in the middle of it right now after the Cowboys lost to the 49ers 19-12. to I think really as a whole today, um, you know, you had two teams just battle, you know, battling out. We knew it was going to be a slug, slug fest, and you know, we just didn't quite, you know, just quite do enough. I mean, it's you know, you can go through the statistics, the, you know, the, the decisions, and you know, um, I thought defensively, you know, we, we did a really good job, you know, for the most part. But yeah, would we like to have a couple more stops? Yes. We, did we need more third down conversions on offense? Yes. We could use that to red zone production. So, obviously, just extremely disappointed. Um, you know, this is this has been um, an incredible journey. You know, with this with this group of men, and yeah, we we just we came up came up short tonight to a, to a very good football team. He didn't sound comfortable, but he always sounds like that. He does. He's not gregarious. He's not going to the booth if he loses his coaching gig. No, he is not. No, he's not. McCarthy always sounds like that. He always sounds fired. I said that about Mike Budenholzer for the the Bucks. I mean, you won the championship. He still was like, when's practice? We got practice tomorrow? No, you just won the championship, coach. We did? Okay. Great. Yeah. What are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, come on, man. You just won the championship. So with McCarthy, you could tell the pressure. It's on his shoulders because it's on Jerry Jones. Jones isn't going anywhere. He had to die in the position for him to leave. The owner, general manager. And again, compare this to the Bears. The Bears look more like the franchise that you'd want from a structure standpoint, then the old owner, Jerry Jones, not rel- relinquishing the GM and president's role. I know it's his baby, right. but where have you been for 30 years? He's the GM. That's his title. Yeah. It's unbelievable. President, owner. He's all of that. All of it. I'd rather have what the Bears have and what it could look like than, than that. There's a commitment from, from Jerry, but we're, we're like... He's trying to get some of the best coaches. He also spent too much time with Jason Garrett, but that's a different story. He hung on to him a long time, but yeah. he spent the money to get Bill Parcells. Would you be shocked if he announced, hey, Mike McCarthy's out, Sean Payton's in? I wouldn't be shocked by that. I would not. But I don't know if you're a coach away from getting there if you're Dallas, though. You're not. I think you need another receiver. I do. I just, it is difficult in that NFC to be able to get over the hump. Especially if you're Dallas. It's competitive as heck. It is. It's it is. Really tough. But I just hear McCarthy and I see Dak Prescott and I go, eh, it's okay. It's, uh. But think about the Bears on the other end, though. I cannot wait for the Bears to be a perennial playoff team. If it doesn't happen now, Cap, I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime. If it doesn't happen in the next decade with this group, I mean, when's it going to happen? Right, correct. I, I don't mean just getting there and then falling apart like, like that. You've like cleared the, the Los decks. Angeles. For everything. Yeah. You're going to have a new stadium coming. You're going to have riches you can't imagine how to spend. The number one pick, a hundred and whatever million in cap space. Like, this is your shot. Got to do it. Yeah. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. And then, of course, Cap and I are coming in just like the Monopoly man this morning with our pockets out. Yeah. Our Um, Buffalo ticket um, is gone. Bankrupt. And also, Shea also with a ticket on Buffalo as well. Thanks a lot. You know what that team is now? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's is the, that is the Andrew Luck Colts. I've never seen a more oh. perfect example of a team that's just, I mean, you get the preseason MVP. You, you're the favorite all year. Everybody says it's your time. You're the team to beat in the AFC. And you just get throttled by a team that's way better than you. He, did you hear what he just said, right? Yes. Did you hear what he said? Yes. The Andrew Luck Colts? I don't know if I can go to that level. That's pretty strong. Right. That's and their window's strong. still open, unless Sean, unless uh, Josh Allen's retiring all of a sudden in the preseason. Uh, their window's still wide open. That is correct. The, the, and let's not forget, their best defensive player is out. Von Miller. He's got the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. If Von Miller plays, I'm not telling you they win the game. They lost 27-10. to 10. It's a lot different looking club. I'm just disappointed that they did not run the football better than that. And I know that they didn't even try. I didn't like that. When Josh Allen leads the team in rushing in this particular game, that's problematic. Did not like that. Did not like their deep. I mean, hey, you got caught off guard. You're down 14 nothing before you get your, your seat's even comfortable in the first quarter. I get that. Hoodie, I, I didn't even get a chance to get a beer out of the fridge. I mean, by the time I sat <laughs> no, down, they're no down beer. two scores. It's like, what the hell? Okay. And, and this team just gets pimped all, all year. Oh, oh, they'll get it right. Oh, the emotions, they're riding high. And then they show up and just get their ass handed to them. It's Cap's fault. Why is it my fault? You've been riding them for since July. Yes. Now look. I do my championship parlays. You're a mush. That's what happened. I've got one left, and I had the Bengals. You're the mush. Hey, man. I pick the NC. I had a championship parlay. I had the Astros. Winner. Yeah. Georgia. Winner. Yep. I've got Colorado Avalanche, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the freaking Bills. Did you not? Would have paid a million dollars. Did you not also have a ticket on the 35th and Vec to win the World Series? I had them, and that one obviously died a long time ago. Oh, did it? I did. Oh, did it? Did it? Oh, okay. I did. I did. Mush. I should have known. I'm just telling you, kid, they're going to win the World Series. No, they're not. Yes, they will. How? I don't know. But they're going to win it. <laughs> no World Series, Cap. Didn't work out well for me. You won't be doing that this year. You won't probably pick, will. You, no, you won't be picking. You know, you're not going to pick them in 23, the Sox. You will not. Not with that middle infield. <laughs> Romy Gonzalez, my fat ass. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up, and also we'll talk about another great fan of sports that we lost yesterday, Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000.